Hello and welcome to Clayton's Business. Today we are going to be focusing on part two, influences of financial management. I'm going to go through all the syllabus dot points and every time you hear a syllabus dot point, it will be preceded by this sound. So the best way to use this is either to have the textbook or the syllabus with you or if you're out and about just listening to it, taking it all in and just kind of testing yourself to see how you go along the way. If you have any questions, you can get in touch on the podcast and I'll do my best to try and answer them. Okay, enjoy. Introduction. So businesses today are affected by local and global businesses, which means they operate in a global business environment. So they're part of the worldwide economy and this includes finance as well. So the business environment today is global, dynamic and constantly changing. So even foreign societies and governments can influence what you produce, how you produce it, and how you distribute your export products. Internal sources of finance. So these are from inside the business and they're recorded under equity in the balance sheet. An example of these are capital contributed by the owners when the business began. It could be reinvested profits and it could be the sale of an unwanted business asset. So an entrepreneur will need to obtain the necessary finance, whether they wish to buy an existing business, start a business from scratch or enter a franchise agreement. Owner's capital or equity. So an owner can invest his or her own money into the business, and that may be personal savings, inheritance, a gift from parents, a payout from being made redundant, or a personal loan, and they may use the family home as security for that. Retain profit. This is another common type of internal equity finance. It's also sometimes called undistributed profits. So if the business makes a profit, the owner may decide to only take part of this as their reward for entrepreneurship and reinvest the remainder back into the business. And in this situation, the business has received finance from two internal equity types. These are A, the owner's capital contribution, and B, retained profit. Sale of an unwanted or unproductive asset. So the business may benefit from the sale of this, say for example outdated machinery sold for scrap metal. The funds from the sale are paid to the business and then available for the use of the business. So in this case there's no interest to be paid at all, no repayment and no loss of control for the owner. External sources of finance, debt. Debt finance is any money that has to be borrowed. These funds will need to be repaid within a specified period and because of that there's interest charges and admin fees. And this cost is a tax deduction for the business. Debt finance generally is categorised according to the term of the loan, so that's its repayment period. And generally a short term debt is repayable within 12 months and a long term loan is repaid over a period longer than 12 months. Short term borrowing. A business should use short-term borrowing to solve short-term problems such as cash flow shortage. The three most common forms of short-term borrowing are an overdraft, commercial bills and factoring. Overdraft. 
A bank overdraft means the business has flexibility to borrow money from a bank at short notice. This facility means that a business has a negative value in its account. And later, when the business receives cash from sales, they deposit money into the bank account, which reduces the overdraft. Overdrafts are very convenient, but can have high costs. So a daily interest rate is one of those. Interest is actually charged on the overdrawn amount for the period of time that the account remains overdrawn. As an alternative to that, a business may have a credit card, and a credit card provides a line of credit for that user. And that's more common due to banks providing businesses with specialist credit cards. Commercial bills. This is a written order for a loan amount that's guaranteed by the business's bank, and the money's borrowed from other companies that have surplus funds. So businesses and governments that need funds in the short term will sell these bills. The funds in the interest is repaid to a particular person or business on a certain day in the future, and the terms of this are normally 30 to 180 days. So commercial bills are usually for a lot of money. So you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they're used to finance expenses. So say, for example, the suppliers of materials, wholesale goods. Factoring. Factoring is a source of short-term finance and it's used to obtain cash pretty quickly to improve cash flow. Factoring is the cash sale of a business's accounts receivable at a discount to a factoring company and that's ongoing. The factoring company takes over management and collection of the unpaid accounts under terms agreed within the business. Long-term borrowing. A loan that has a repayment of longer than 12 months is considered a term of long-term debt finance. Businesses may take out long-term loans for 3, 5 or 10 years. And the most common forms of these are mortgages, debentures, unsecured notes and leasing. Mortgages. The most well-known type of debt finance is a business mortgage loan. These are obtained from a bank or business lender and have a long-term repayment period. This can be used by entrepreneurs to buy non-current assets like a factory or a building. The property assets then becomes the security for the repayment of the loan. Monthly repayments are made to repay the loan and mortgage terms are very long term. So mostly paid over between 15 and 30 years. Debentures. Large established companies can obtain finance by issuing a debenture. A finance company or any other large firm are invited to invest in these businesses by lending them a large amount of money. The loans can be used to buy buildings and equipment and are for a fixed amount, a fixed time period and a fixed interest rate. A business that lends the money then becomes a debenture holder. The debenture holder's funds are invested with the business as secured loans with the security in the form of a fixed or floating charge over the assets of the business. The debentures may either be private or public issue. If it's public issue, a company must issue a prospectus which is lodged with ASIC. Unsecured notes. These are usually issued by finance companies to gain funds. They're not secured and do not provide any claim over the assets of the business. As a result, they offer higher interest rates and debentures, reflecting greater risk to the investor. The issuer is only backed by its creditworthiness and good reputation. Unsecured notes are also called bonds, and the borrower pays a specified amount of interest, which is often quarterly or half-yearly, and they must repay the entire amount borrowed on the maturity. Leasing. 
Leases are similar to rental agreements, so businesses lease non-current assets, such as a company car or factory space, through a leasing company. The business does not have to outlay the full value of the asset in one transaction. What it does instead, it rents the asset over an agreed period of time. The firm has an obligation to pay another business, so therefore it's a type of debt finance. This agreement could provide tax advantages as the payments are tax deductible. They're not shown in the balance sheet and don't affect the company's gearing. Private equity. If a business doesn't want to increase its level of debt, it can invite specific people to become part owners by selling them shares in the business. Unincorporated businesses such as sole traders and partnerships cannot sell shares, so you have to be incorporated. The owners have gone outside the business to seek external equity finance. And the advantage for this is the cost of the finance can be postponed, and that's because shareholders don't need to be paid dividends immediately. But with more owners, the problem is that ownership becomes diluted among more people. Ordinary shares. So another form of incorporated business structure is a public company, and these have limited after their name. And public companies issue securities or shares to the general public through the ASX. Ordinary shares can be issued with or without voting rights, and shareholders receive dividends as their share of the business profits. Shares can be acquired through a new share issue, rights issue, placements and share purchase plans. New issues. This first issue of shares is known as the primary market. A prospectus is issued and shares are made available on the ASX. So for example, authorised money of 100,000 shares is offered at $1 per value. If all shares are sold, the business collects $100,000. Shareholders receive a dividend as their proportion of the company's profits. It's only when the shares are sold for the first time that the business actually receives the money. In the secondary market, when the shares are resold, ownership of the shares changes and the previous owner receives the money. Rights issues. So in order to raise additional funds, a company may organise a rights issue. In this case, the existing shareholders of a company may be offered the purchase of additional shares in proportion to their current holdings of that company's shares. The shareholder is not obliged to take up the rights issue and may reject, sell or transfer their rights to another shareholder. Placements. The company may wish to use these funds to expand its activities, so for example the acquisition of a competitor. In this case, speedy acquisition of funds is vital. These companies may need to pay underwriters fees in order to make up for any shortfall in the money raised. Another method to raise additional funds that's more frequently used is to offer additional shares to specific institutions and specific investors. The company does this without a formal prospectus and does not need to obtain general shareholder approval. Through share placements, a company can raise up to 15% of its current capital base. These funds can be raised quietly, often within 24 hours, and in large amounts such as $500,000. Share purchase plans. So these allow existing companies to issue a maximum of $15,000 in new shares to each existing shareholder without issuing a prospectus. Each share is offered at a below current share price. They do need to get permission from ASIC, it's relatively inexpensive, it's pretty quick and benefits both the company and the investor. In order to proceed with the takeover, funding would need to be acquired very quickly. Venture Capital 
Through venture capital, an entrepreneur, finance company, or superannuation fund can provide finance to a business in exchange for part ownership. The owners of a new business may have an innovative idea, but don't have the money required to act on it. Because of the high risk, the owners are unable to acquire a loan. So they could present their business innovation to a well-established business person or entrepreneur who will review their business plan, like you might see on Shark Tank. Grants. These are financial gifts provided by the government, and this helps businesses to establish or expand. Some businesses may be eligible for government low interest loans, and businesses can use the internet to apply for a variety of grants, but to qualify, businesses need to meet strict criteria. Financial institutions. So these include domestic and foreign banks, investment banks, finance companies, super funds, life insurance companies, unit trust and the Australian Securities Exchange. So due to globalisation, businesses can also acquire financial services from international financial markets. So for example, Australian companies can sell shares on the US Stock Exchange and Wall Street. Businesses can shop around and find the most suitable debt security for their needs with the best terms they can get. Banks. Banks are often referred to as authorised deposit-taking institutions and include Commonwealth, NAB, St George. They provide many financial products for their clients, such as online banking, FPOS, BPAY, business insurance, legal advice, taxation advice, international trade finance, risk management and reports for economic outlook. Investment banks. So businesses can also inquire funds from these banks. They're known as merchant banks in some countries. They deal with businesses and governments by raising large amounts of money by underwriting share issues. They also find buyers for large bond issues. They set up a special class of shares and assist businesses involved in mergers and takeovers. They provide a lot of advice and they arrange nearly any type of finance a business may need. They're also available to customise loans to the specific needs of a business. Finance and life insurance companies. Secured loans require an asset, the security for the loan, such as a property. If a business can't pay a secured loan, the asset is forfeited to the lending institution. Unsecured loans do not require an asset to act as security. So these loans are advertised to businesses and are generally repayable in instalments. Finance and insurance companies can arrange commercial bills, leasing finance and debentures, which we discussed earlier. Superannuation. Due to changes in federal government policy, all employees must have a small part of their wage or salary invested in a super fund. This was increased to 9.5% and will gradually hopefully increase to 12% and is paid into the fund by the employer. The purpose of super is to provide an investment that people can use as a source of income once they stop working, which reduces the need for the age pension. Unit Trusts. A unit trust or mutual fund is formed under a trust deed. A trustee controls and manages the trust and units are offered to the public for investment. All the money from the sale of units is pulled and invested by the trustee. This type of investment is specified in the trust deed. So the four main types are property trusts, equity trusts, mortgage trusts and fixed interest trusts. They are increasing in popularity and can be listed on the securities exchange. 
Australian Securities Exchange. So this is a market for buyers and sellers to exchange shares. It's a market where, once approved by the ASX, businesses can issue shares to the general public on the primary market. Buyers and sellers can exchange existing shares and securities on the secondary market. And it's a market operator, a clearinghouse, a payment systems facilitator, and it monitors and enforces regulations through its agencies. Influence of government. So in Australia, the federal government participates in the financial market to influence the economy through monetary policy. Through the Reserve Bank of Australia, the federal government buys and sells government securities, makes loans and puts pressure on interest rates. And this is to stimulate or dampen the economic cycle. The federal government also offers low interest loans and grants to businesses that make a contribution to the economy. An example would be a business that earns a lot of export income. ASIC. The federal government set up the Australian Securities and Investments Commission to regulate corporations, markets and the provision of financial services. And this is covered under the Corporations Act 2001. The Act contains provisions for consumer protection, the supervision of financial market operations, insurance, superannuation, life insurance and retirement savings. Company Taxation. So company tax is currently a flat rate of about 30% on net profit, and that's gradually decreased from 36% in 2000. This decrease encouraged investment in Australian business and benefited economic growth. Several overseas countries currently impose higher rates of company tax, like 38% in Japan, 55% in the UAE, and other countries have lower rates, so 26% in Canada, 23% in Thailand. So many countries have decreased their corporate tax rates to encourage economic growth. Global market influences. So global market influences are beyond the direct control of individual businesses. These influences may present businesses with opportunities and threats. So to reduce risk and minimise losses from threats, financial managers need to be aware of influences on the Australian financial market, basically from within Australia and from overseas, once they've done this, they need to develop strategies to cope with these issues. Economic outlook. This refers to the expected levels of economic growth of individual nations through the world. It's taken at least five years for many economies to achieve positive growth after the GFC. A downturn in the global economy or a downturn in the economies of our major trading partners may cause the Australian economy to weaken. There's also influences on the financial market caused by the value of the Australian dollar against other currencies. As our dollar increases in strength, the, price, the prices of our exports increase and become less competitive. Interest rates. As part of managing proactively, financial managers are concerned about changes in the future cost of finance. So that is the rate of interest charge. There will also be different interest rates between different countries. And as interest rates are often lower in overseas markets, businesses like to raise finance overseas. However, adverse currency movements may eliminate the advantage of this lower interest rate. Availability of funds. If Australia is seen as providing a higher return than Japan or the USA, money flows into Australia. Based on the interaction of supply and demand, this will reduce local interest rates as more funds become available. This makes it cheaper for businesses to borrow domestically. Fund availability and risk are reflected on the interest rate charged. The larger the risk, the higher the rate charged. 
Okay, that brings us to the end of Clayton's business. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope it's helped you to understand the influences of financial management, which is all based on the HSC Business Studies syllabus. Take care and have a nice day.